So, good afternoon and welcome podcast listeners to the Wednesday Rebecca's uh, study of women of the Bible. And today we're going to review her legacy in the scripture, Rebecca's legacy in the scripture. And the scripture in which we are referencing to is uh, Genesis 24, and it's going to be um, verses 15 through 27. So I'm going to read that, and then we're going to continue to dialogue, okay? So um, Genesis 24, verses 15 through 27, okay? And it came to pass before he had done speaking that behold, Rebekah came out who was born to Bethruel, son of Malachi, the wife of Nahar, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher upon her shoulder. And the Desmel was very fair to look upon a virgin, neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. So already they're showing that there is a um, a history of a relation um, of uh, family relation, okay? And so Abraham was, you know, had commanded um, for one of his servants to go and to um, look for it. And we're going to read a little bit more about that. Um, and uh, the damsel is the, the woman, you know, like a damsel and, you know, when they talk about a woman. Okay. So the, that's what they're talking about, the fairness of her. All right. Um, and the servant ran to meet her and said, let me. I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had done giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the throth and ran against unto the well to draw water and draw for all her, all his camels. I'm thinking this young lady is eager and full of energy. Because she is working her little self um, to take care of this man. And I often wonder when I read stories like this, if there was a stirring inside of her um, of God doing something within her, propelling her to do so. You ever find yourself saying, I just did this and I don't even know how I did that or why I did that. But there's always a reason when we listen to the more of God. And the woman and the man wondering at at her held his peace to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. And it came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight and two bracelets for her hands of ten shekels weight of gold and said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee, is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Malachi, which she bare unto Nahar. She said moreover unto him, We have both straw and provender enough room to lodge in. 
And the man bowed down his head and whispered, Worship the Lord. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who has not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I being in the way, the Lord led me to thy house of my master's brethren. And I'm going to leave us at that point and ask this question after reading that word. What do you notice about young Rebecca's looks and character? Well, if we look at her looks, she was beautiful, right? She was fair. Um, You know, the word fair is like, it's okay, but yet she is beautiful. Sometimes simple, less is more, right? Um, And so she was very fair to look upon. She was a... um, Uh, a virgin uh, and neither had any man known her so in other words she's never been with anybody she was never um, you know nobody really paid attention to her so you know maybe she wasn't um, gorgeous right but she was fair and she was beautiful in her simplicity she was a hard worker she was um, diligent she was uh you know eager she had definitely had energy right to do these things okay so let's look at verse 67 verse 67 says and isaac brought her into his mother's sarah's tent and took rebecca and she became his wife and he loved her and isaac was comfortable confronted after his comforted after his mother's death so let's look at question number two these are some of the sweetest words about marriage found in the bible in your own words describe what you think isaac and rebecca's marriage was like in these early days well you know she didn't have a mother-in-law that's the number one so that could be a blessing or not a blessing right um so she didn't have a mother-in-law but in that she was able to comfort isaac and he was able to find comfort in her and love her and um embrace her so um you know there was probably a lot of caring and and nurturing and 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 you know uh a lot of tenderness in that time um, of their marriage um, as they grew to learn and to know the more of each other okay Um, let's move on and let's read uh, I'm going to read chapter 25 and I'm going to read verses 21 through 28 okay 21 Verse 21, and Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren and the Lord was entreated of him and Rebekah, his wife, conceived and the children struggled together within her. And she said, "It, if it be so, why am I 
am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And then the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when the days and when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red, all over like a hairy garment. And they called his name Esau. And after that came her brother, out his brother, out and his hand took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was their score years old when she bared them. The boys grew, and Esau was a counting hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in the tent. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Interesting. So um, this is the first record of the twins, of twins being born. And it's just interesting of how, um, you know, uh, how it's described how they tossed within her womb. And... um, you know, when I first heard this story, um, I always wondered, how did they know that Jacob had the heel of Esau? Well, he had his heel and he was holding on to you. So just think about it. So she's giving birth. Out comes Esau and you see his foot. But Jacob is holding on to his foot. And now the, you know, so it's the, the shoulder, the hand is out uh, before his head is out. Ouch. That's what I got to say. So, <laughs> all right. So let's look at um, question number three. Question number three says, verse 28 contains some of the saddest words about parenting found in the Bible. How do you think their parents' favoritism affected Jacob and Esau? It didn't allow them to be them. They they both equally were able to do certain things um, and and there was no there was no loyalty because if there was loyalty um then there would have never been the betrayal of Isaac I mean or Jacob with uh Esau um that's my you know uh personal saying on it I would love to hear yours so feel free to comment in um the comment section and um on the uh, podcast listeners, you also have an opportunity to send the message um, if you have any questions or comments in regards to that, if you want to answer more. But this is basically for you to just kind of ponder on um, and to, you know, think about about what the study is saying. So what what that is that like? And maybe God wants you to stop and to think about, you know, is there favoritism between your parenting with your children? Is that causing um, 
a suffering? Is it causing a division between your children, your husband? Um, if so, what do you? What are the consequences that you're dealing with, and how long do you really want to do that? And do you want to deal with the long-term consequences of that? Okay, let's move on. So in Genesis 27, verses 1 through 13, I'm going to read. And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim, so that he could not see, he called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, My son, and he said unto him, Behold, here am I. And he said, Behold now, I am old. I know not the day of my death, nor therefore take I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver, and thy bow, and go out to the field, and take me some venison, and make me savory meat, such as I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, that my souls may bless thee before I die. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau, his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and to bring it, bring it. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob, her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau, thy brother, saying, saying, Bring me venison and make me savory meat. that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kind kids of the goats. And so goats were called kids. If you, that's what he's talking about um, in the word. Two good kids, so go get the best of the goats, meaning go get the youngest ones, right? And I will make thee a savory meat for thy father, such as he loved. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat, and that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. My father's peradventure uh, will fill me, and I shall seem to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me and not a blessing. And his mother said unto him, Upon me, thy curse, my son, only Obey my voice and go fetch me, me them. Now, so Jacob automatically was like knew from the beginning. Uh, no, no, no. This is not really the right thing for me to do. I shouldn't be doing this. But he still goes ahead and he still does this. So question number four. Why do you think Rebecca resorts to trickery to gain what God promised her when she was pregnant and I believe that the, the reason why she chose to do something um, in this sort was because of her favoritism obviously right she 
chose to um, do something that she wanted for. She wanted the blessing to be for her favorite one and not um, for her eldest son. And perhaps their behaviors were quite different. And, and that is why um, they, one was favored by the other. I think that it's interesting as to how um, Rebecca did something in a similar, let me see, how do I say this? Well, she too tried to take on, hey, she too tried, come here, she too tried to take on um, the fulfilling the promise of God in, um, in her life. And so just like Sarah did her mother-in-law, quadinkadink, right? That, um, she would too, would find a way, you know, to, uh, do something that was going to, um, fulfill God's promise. And so she did her own little thing, you know, but a consequence and a big consequence that she had to um, pay and to endure. Um, and so I think that that is just, uh, you know, it's 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 she resorted to it because she thought that she could do her own thing and fulfill the promise um, of God. Again, we step in the way of our promises in our lives, and all we do is jack it up. All right, let's read question number five. Do you see yourself anywhere in Rebecca's story? How are you like or unlike her? That's a really good question. Um, and so that's something to, um, to look into um, and to reflect um, and to, you know, think about uh, what, where do you see yourself? Are you uh, a hard worker? Are you diligent um, like Rebecca? Um, and, you know, have you found yourself where you knew that God gave you a promise, but you did your own kind of thing um, to fulfill uh, that promise? Um, and then ended up paying a consequence for that because you know afterwards uh for jacob's life uh, for him to live his life and to live out that blessing he had to flee the very home that he knew uh, the very land in which he dwelled in and so that's not always an easy thing um to do so um in that i want you to stop and to just think reflect on where do you find yourself and anywhere in Rebecca's story, you know, are you a young, um, are you a young, um, individual who is waiting on the promise of God, um, uh, for your husband, um, wait for him, wait, because God is going to send, you know, him to you and you will be blessed, you know, or are you the, uh, um, the the woman who's comforting your husband um during you know after losing his mother um or losing someone precious to him and you are the one that's brought him you know comfort um so there's so many different parts of Rebecca's story that you 
possibly could identify yourself with. And in so, in, in identifying yourself with her, um, you know, ask the Lord, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for you? What and what does God want you to see in yourself that you can increase in him and not go ahead of your promise? Amen. Oh, let me pray with you, ladies. As we come to a conclusion in our study today. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord God Almighty, for your blessings, for your love, for your mercy, for your grace in our lives. And Lord, wherever we may find ourselves in uh, the story of Rebecca, where we can say, you know, I can identify myself as being this young Rebecca, or I can identify myself as the older Rebecca who had to wait many years before bearing a child. Um, or I can identify myself as being a mom who uh, plays favoritism with her children and knows deep down inside that it is not really what God wants us to do or to how to be. And so, Lord, I just ask that you will bless these women and that you would um, just help them during their time, um, encourage them, strengthen them, uh, give them wisdom, lead them into the way that you have for them. And Lord, just give them an understanding of your word, of who you are in their life and how to get out of the places of where they may find themselves in or how to increase in the more of you in the blessing um, in the receiving of your promise for their lives so i just bless them today lord as we just come to a close this afternoon father in jesus holy and precious name amen i bless you ladies today and Remember that this is the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Make it a good one. And I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye now.